Okay, kids. We got T-Mobile's unlimited family plan with Netflix included, so... Our New Year's resolution is to not spoil your shows since we can watch our own shows on our phones, tablets, or TV. Good. Get four lines for just 40 bucks each per month with AutoPay, taxes and fees included, and a Netflix subscription on us so you can watch your favorite movies and shows only with T-Mobile. Video streams at 480p. A small fraction of customers using over 50 gigs per month may notice reduced speeds. Netflix for two screens included. Terms apply. Price includes sales tax. Blog Talk Radio. To get a thousand miles from the Earth, a rocket would need this much power. It would take far more than a human lifetime. But a space station might look something like this. To get a thousand you are now listening to the technology KS3 radio show. Today's host, Kenneth Saunders III. Good. Afternoon, everyone. This is the Technologist Kids Through Radio Show. I am your host, Kenneth Saunders III. Welcome to Apple Day. Uh, for those that listened to my show last night, I gave a pre-keynote show where I discussed about basically what would happen today. And I got to tell you, folks, that today was a doozy. I am honestly in the whole RFD field right now, the reality distortion field. Sorry, <laughs> reality distortion field. Um, and that is a big um. There was a lot that was announced today by Apple. And kind of looking at the stock for Apple has gone down, which means that Apple definitely had a successful keynote. And I got to first congratulate Apple on having a error-free, smooth broadcast of their keynote. I watched it on my Apple TV. Um, last couple of times, there have been errors. Um, the feed would stop working. You'd have buffering, a whole bunch of problems. This time around, they've been able to sort something out to where it was absolutely flawless. And I congratulate them on that. Yay! I just made the whole presentation a bit easier to be able to enjoy and watch. The only thing is that it was an overload of information, an overload of new products. So as I am talking, I am slowly getting out of this reality distortion field, which I definitely appreciate, because I am here to be able to tell you all the truth about what happened today, why, whether or not you should be excited, whether or not you should be saving your money to buy something, and what's the reaction from the rest of the technology industry. Hmm. So it really only ended, I'd say, about an hour ago, a little bit over an hour ago. It was a, a long keynote, a very long keynote. But at least it wasn't dull. There have been a couple times where keynotes before have had its slow moments. This one didn't. 
he was, like I said, just about as flawless as you can get. Except with Eddie Q, who messed up a couple times on the slides. But still, it was a very good show. So what did Apple announce today? So normally around this time of year, of course, Apple announces new iPhones. So, of course, with the new iPhones, you have now the 6S and the 6S Plus. But they also release a new iPad called iPad Pro. But then some a couple of accessories with that. They also announced two new models for Apple Watch. And then they also they announced the new Apple TV. And so I'm still, while I'm talking to you right now, trying to decide on which one actually had the most impact on me. So I'll say this first. I think this is one of the only times where I have a 6 Plus right now. Love the phone. Great, large phone, bit small in my hand. Looking at it, it looks really big. When I see other people's iPhone 6 Pluses, it looks really big. But I would say that what Apple presented for the new phones makes my phone look pretty ugh, ancient instantly. And it's like, I want one. And the reason that I would want one is because I'm the target audience that Apple loves to cater to. I am a person that loves new technology. But then I also will utilize that technology. So not only do you have a phone that is faster, has more memory, but then also the fact is is that you have a new technology which is which was implemented with Apple Watch Force Touch. They call it on the iPhone 3D Touch. So the screen or the display can tell the difference whether or not if you're tapping up in a deep press. So you have three different levels. And depending on what application that you're in, you may get a pop-up menu that will give you an option to be able to do things like be able to go straight and take a selfie in the camera app so that it goes in and points directly so that you can take a selfie without, or go into Facebook and create a post without even having to get into the app itself. The reason why this is significant and it's left an impression on me because this brings new functionality to iOS. There was a person who said yesterday on The Verge was complaining about, like, oh, Apple isn't doing enough. Apple is not innovating. I'm bored with it. Well, here you go, sir. 3D Touch. Being able to bring new functionality to an operating system. So, like, when I saw that, of course, my mind started turning, like, how can I implement this in the apps that I'm writing? So, it's absolutely amazing that Apple's been able to do that. But then also with the camera. They upgraded the camera. Now they're finally in the double digits. You have a 12-megapixel camera. 
the sensor, the, the aperture is exact same. But now it create now because of the megapixel, it you can capture a, a bit more detail. They also have this cool feature like this live photo, which is so awesome, where if you're taking a picture, it's taking also a little video of it too. And with that, you can put that right onto any of your devices and even on the front screen, on your lock screen. And I think something as small as that, that's a very, like, detailed, you would think it's almost gimmicky, but it's really not because it's something that people can actually use. And it's easy to implement. And so that's one thing that I like about the new phones. Now, here's reality. And this is something that I don't understand. This is with Apple. And, 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 and for the life of me, I don't understand why their base model starts off at 16 gigabytes. Granted, iOS 9 has a smaller footprint than iOS 8. And then also with a feature called app thinning, which is developer speak, that allows apps that are written for iPad and um, different devices. It allows it to be able to shrink the size of the app for your specific device. But still, if you have a camera that takes 4K video running at 30 frames per second, And you only will have maybe 12 gigabytes free out of 16. How do you expect people to use those features? Even if you turn on your iCloud photo library, how are people going to really utilize the music, Apple Music and download pictures and everything else, and you don't have enough space? People that I know who have six pluses right now with 16 gigs are complaining about the space that they don't have. I think that's a foul move for Apple to do and still charge the same price and say, here's 16 gigabytes, as if that's a lot. Now, granted, there are some people who may not use it, but still, I think it's horrible for them to do that. But that's iPhone. Now, I'm going to turn my focus on iPad. And so now they released a new iPad called iPad Pro. And with iPad Pro, they've taken, a, they, they've taken the regular size iPad, expanded it up to 12.9 inches, Gave it a high resolution, so it's still a retina display, so you can't really see the pixels. They've been able to not only still have the, the Touch ID on there, which I got to actually see whether or not if it's the new generation Touch ID that's on the phones, or is it still the old one? I don't know. But then also what's cool is that they have serial speakers now on the iPad. Before it was one single speaker. Now they have four. So depending on the rotation or the orientation of your iPad, you always have stereo sound. For life, me, how come other manufacturers didn't even think about that? 
They worry about stereo speakers, but hey, depending on your rotation, whatever. But it's really nice that, um, well, and nice and actually interesting because I still have the first generation iPad. And the weight of it is actually just a slightly little bit more than the original iPad. But it's still a huge screen. And we have a resolution that is, yeah, uh, was it 2,732 by uh, 2048? That's a really high resolution screen. And it's pretty good. So it, they also include the new chip, the A9X chip in it. And what's really great about this chip, it's a third generation 64-bit architecture. And it's faster than the previous iPad, which is iPad Air 2, which is which is what they're keeping, which is interesting. They haven't upgraded that at all, but they have released a new iPad Mini, iPad Mini 4, which actually includes an A9, no, excuse me, a A8X chip. So the price of iPad Pro starts at $800 and then goes up to like $1,079 for Wi-Fi and a cellular model. And that starts off with 32 gigabytes. Um, again, so they jump from 32 to 128. The one that's $120 is like $950. So they created new accessories for it so that you could have a smart keyboard, which is like $170, and then also another accessory which is still, in, in my opinion, still kind of backwards, but it may actually really be beneficial for people that actually use this. They have something called Apple Pencil for $100. And with this, it is a stylus. No matter how you look at it, it's a pencil. But it's a device that works perfectly for iPad Pro. And if you are a graphics designer or if you're into arts, it it is our creation. It is probably the perfect tool. Simply because it detects pressure, it detects tilt, and depending on how light you are, you use it. The the latency is a lot quicker. It is a pretty nice product for those that actually use that actually use an iPad. Or instead of getting a Wacom tablet, which would still cost you more, that solution, if you get like a, an iMac, which starts at 11.99, and then add a Wacom tablet, which is maybe another $350 to have the same type of functionality that you may get from the Apple Pencil and iPad Pro. So I'm really waiting to see what this actually looks like in person because I pretty much have already decided that iPad Pro will be my next iPad. I think it's just, it's pretty cool in a sense. I mean, it still has, you know, your, your it still records the video. You still have the, the front-facing camera or what they call the FaceTime HD camera. And it is a, it's a device that's really, really, um, an evolution of what iPad should be. 
And I like the fact that you can run multiple apps at the same time at full size on it also. Now, the other thing that there's so much, honestly, folks, there's so much that Apple released today. It's just, or announced, because nothing's been released yet. But I like the fact, sort of, <laughs> that Apple released new models for Apple Watch. And so with Apple Watch, now they have two new um, models, starting off just really with the Apple Watch Sport. Now you have options for a rose gold aluminum and a gold aluminum for the same price as the other models. So you're still starting off at 349 for a rose gold aluminum, 38 millimeter, and then 399 for a 42 gold or rose gold aluminum. Still with the band, but, I mean, you have a different band. So, like, one comes with a lavender um, band, a stone sport band, an a antique white, a midnight blue. So they're adding on to the amount of bands that you can have with your, your Apple Watch. But then also with the just regular Apple Watch, they have the starting off with the stainless steel model. You have the new band, with, which is the product red model. Uh, and then you also have a new um, black classic buckle where you have kind of like the black buckle and the brown on the inside and or the brown on the outside and a lighter tan on the inside. So they've been able to kind of step things up when it comes to just providing a different band. And But the, the other part of having Apple Watch even I probably wouldn't even get, even if it was available. I liked my black one, my black aluminum. The big thing is with Watch OS 2. And that's an upgrade that's coming on the 16th for everyone. And with that, that's going to allow you to be able to have apps that you have right now run natively so that your watch runs faster. And a lot of uh, creative things that are coming at, uh, for from developers that will, will utilize all the sensors and hardware that is in Apple Watch. And for those that haven't watched the keynote, they had a demonstration um, by, by a company where they, and this is so cool, having a demonstration, if this is for the whole healthcare industry, where someone could be pregnant and be able to not only monitor the heart rate, but then also monitor the baby's heart rate. All that information is taken by the Apple Watch and then sent to the doctor so that the doctor remotely can see if everything is fine or not. That is absolutely cool. And I think it's something that really shows that it's not necessarily that Apple has to be the most innovative companies. They just have to be the most innovative ones to create the platform so that innovations can be done by developers don't work for Apple. So they continue to create an ecosystem and to continue to create jobs for people. So the other thing that Apple announced today was Apple TV. And 
I've talked about Apple TV for a while, and I have one. Love it because I watch my Netflix, HBO, Showtime, ESPN, uh, Hulu, uh, YouTube, a bunch of different channels on there, and everything streams from the Internet, and it's one step closer to actually cutting the cord from Comcast. And I, it's a great device, particularly if you're playing music, particularly from your computer or from your phone or from your iPad. It's just an integral part. So what Apple has done is they, they finally said, okay, Apple TV is no longer a hobby. We are serious. Apple TV is the future of TV. And through that, through the use of apps. And so they're using apps as a way of being able to show the direction of where TV should go. So not only with Apple TV can you watch TV shows on there, you can also, of course, play music. But now you have an app store where you can have apps that are designed specifically for Apple TV. You can play games. But then also you have a remote called Siri Remote, which includes a glass touch panel. And with Siri, you can ask questions or say, hey, Siri, something, whatever, find, find me the latest documentaries. Show me the documentaries about giraffes. Show me the documentaries of, or show me movies that include chicken. And Siri will quickly respond to you. Which really I do have to see for myself because the way I'm having demonstrated during the keynote was flawless. And the thing that is exciting about it, when Apple actually demonstrates something, even through third-party developers, when you actually use it, it works the exact same way. And so not only are you playing games in it, like, for instance, one of the things that's pretty cool is that if you are watching a show, and they, they demonstrated this, is that if you're watching a show and you know how we get distracted sometimes and, you know, we don't necessarily hear what a person says, you can use your Siri remote and say, hey, Siri, what did he, what did he just say? Or what did she just say, say? It will go back a few seconds so that you, so it will replay what that person said. So, honestly, I know we'll have to talk about this a little bit later, but it is something that is more of an evolution. Well, is it truly a revolution on what Apple's doing with TV? I, in a sense, I think what they're trying to do is really bring out a way of really moving away us away from how we've been using TVs from before and making it more interactive. In fact, if you've seen... Uh, if you if you kept up with any of the newest TVs or the smart TVs, where particularly like with Samsung, for instance, and how they have the, their smart TVs with the remotes that you can speak to it, or even now with Comcast with the X1 platform and you get the the video and not the voice, but I mean the the the, the voice remote where you can tell your cable box or what you want to watch, no matter even through the remote or even through the app you can actually see where Apple has made the leap. 
Others have been trying to make that transition. But Apple has been the one to make that leap into a different realm. So we're actually, they are simply, in a way, adapting to how we watch TV nowadays. Because not all of us are sitting there right in front of our TVs at the scheduled time that the network says that we need to watch that particular show. So we should be able to watch TV whenever, wherever, but then also have more functionality. And you know the scary thing about this too is that the graphics that they showed on, not only on the phone, but the the Apple TV, it is, when they say console level graphics, it really is. And it's not console PlayStation 3, it is console Xbox One, PlayStation 4 level graphics crazy on how powerful these things have gotten. So with Apple TV, um, they are still they're still leaving the regular Apple TV that's at $69, but then with this new Apple TV, it's going to be priced at $149, and then also $149 for the 32, $199 for the 64 gigabyte. Of course, the mo- we'll see what happens. Because it's a whole new interface, and even though it's if you already have an Apple TV, it's a new interface, but it feels the same. And what's absolutely what I, what what's amazing about everything that Apple has released or, or announced today is an evolution of what they brought out before. And what I mean by that, it just perfectly proves my point. And for the last couple of years, I've been saying that you should get used to learning what you already have. Not try to anticipate what's new or what's coming out. Learn and master the technology that's out right now. Because in the future, you'll be utilizing it. Apple TV with the Siri remote is a perfect example of that. You've got Apple Watch using a fourth touch. Now you've got 3D touch. But what's interesting, oh, and for those that are wondering about iOS 9, which they didn't kind of talk, they didn't talk about. In fact, they didn't even talk about the next version of the Mac operating system either. Even though me being a developer, I see that right now I've, oh, it's finished. I've finished downloading the new version of Xcode that will allow me to take a look at how to create apps for tvOS. But iOS 9 comes out next Wednesday. And if you have an iPhone 4S all the way up to the iPhone 6, 6 Plus, and of course, the 6S and the 6S Plus will have iOS 9. It's available on next Wednesday. And it doesn't matter what carrier you are on. You can update to it. You will want to update to it. It will save you space. Your phone will be faster. Siri is a lot more accurate. She is scary. <laughs> no, but scary in a good way. And I think that this really shows the difference between 
Apple, and the rest of the tech industry. While my mind is overloaded with all the stuff that came out, and I will be talking about this for a while, about what they came out with, what they came out with, in particular as I delve deeper into the developers in the developers' tools. I'll be able to talk more about, hey, this is specifically, hey, this is awesome. Apple is the only technology company that consistently allows me to feel my childhood excitement for technology. It invigorates my imagination. They give me the tools so that I can so I can work through my imagination to learn to be able to be creative and just do things to help change the world. I'm not exaggerating when I say this. But I honestly believe that if you or somehow I've been always on the fence about Apple. It is clear from the keynote from today. Not that you're hopping on board on a bandwagon. But if you really want a better life, watch that keynote, buy these products. Because I am. Join me. I will talk to you all later. Have a great night. <laughs>